down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Sean, and you are listening to the Prism of America's Education. I want to thank President Trump for brokering a deal in the Middle East that is so important to world peace. It's not just peace in the Middle East, it can be much closer to peace worldwide. Three years of President Trump and our soldiers have mostly, for the most part, stayed home. They've not gone off to war, to fight an endless war. And we want to thank you for that too, President Trump. The deal that could not be done, and what sour grapes coming from the Democrats. They are such hypocrites. And I now refuse to say radical Democrats, radical leftists, because they're all behaving the same way. When you are silent, you are complying with whatever it is that's going on. You are giving your power to someone else to make the decision for you. Now, why would you want to do that? Making a decision about your life, who knows better than what you want to do with it, than you. Why would you want to give that power over to someone else because they promise you free stuff? Think about that. How much free stuff is your life worth? And those of you that are on free stuff, many of them, many of you, we know you want to get off because nothing is more rewarding than work. Work fulfills so many goals, self-accomplishment, self-esteem, networking, people-friendly, All of these things are involved when you're out and about and you're working and you feel that you have accomplished something. Think about that accomplishment for a minute. And now think of your life without it because that's what our children have. That's what these programs in school that, again, thank you, President Trump, he finally started talking about with his Constitution Day Actually, Constitution Day was the 17th of September. He understands what this election is really all about. This election is about whether or not Americans want free stuff. Because in order to get free stuff, you have to give up 
your decision-making power for the rest of your life. Think about that. Is that what you really want? Do you want somebody else to be in control of your life forever? That's what you're signing up to. When somebody else is in control of your life, I would like you to go and look up the definition of slavery. You are their slave. You do what they tell you to do. You behave like they tell you to behave. And if you don't, it's off with your head. Right now, we have a group of kids who have been brought up with this mentality. They have no value for life. They don't care. They think that dying is, maybe they think you could push the reset button. There isn't any reset button. What they do don't know and understand is that they have lost their ability to make a choice. They are being trained, they have been trained using the Pavlov-Skinner method, which is I'm going to give you a command and you're going to do it and then I'm going to give you a treat, free stuff. You see the way it works? It doesn't matter whether you're a puppy, a kitty, or a human. They treat all of us the same. To them, anybody that doesn't want to jump on their bandwagon of free, mediocre, nothing stuff and not want to get out in the world and do it for ourselves, well, what is it they say? You get the government you vote for. Just give me the children. Now, that was the cry of Khrushchev and Hitler just before they destroyed their countries. Remember, cradle to grave education. I think they kind of played it wrong when they left the schools closed for a little too long because too many parents are now getting wise, thank you, to what their children are reading and seeing and understanding. Like the president said recently, this is about America. This is about freedom. This is about being an individual, being able to make your own choices or having somebody make all those choices for you. That's what your vote represents. That's the power of that vote. That's why it's so important that you vote. And what we are finding is that voting at the voting booth is the best place to vote. So, my friend, and if you are not at risk for anything, please vote in person, not in the mail. Please do not vote by mail. Why? Because we want to not give the Democrats enough ammunition to go after the election. We know they're going to do that. But in the meantime, the president will be the president. Thank goodness. We are so lucky right now that we have a president that understands what freedom means because that's how he made his billions. He knows what it means to be in business for yourself, to make deals for yourself. And then he said, I'm successful. I want to share. And then he looked around over America and he said, this is a mess. And we will all have nothing if we don't straighten this out. And nobody else stepped up to the plate except President Trump. So we have to do our best to make sure that as many people as we know, pick them up if you can and bring them to the polling place and vote. Because our country, your family's future, your future, 
will look like Chicago, Baltimore, Los Angeles, and the state of California because America will go up in flames. Make no mistake, they have done this before. They will do it again and again and again and again until we stop them. Now, we have a bunch of mealy mouse legislators who do nothing and we need to make them accountable also. Three years of this trash going on and still not any indictments on the Russia hoax. What are they waiting to see if the president is going to be reelected? Because they know if he doesn't get reelected, then they don't have to turn over anything because it'll be another regime that will hide everything and we can kiss America goodbye. And that's what they're hoping. Now, Biden deteriorates, but that's not where this is at. We have to talk to the people and we need to be talking about your, whatever your passion is and dive into it and become the expert and see what happens to your passion under a communist regime. Take a look at what's going on in China and uh, that amazing doctor who escaped from China and had the nerve to call the Chinese liars and thieves, the Chinese Communist Party. We should say that because it is the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. Now, the left will lump that together and tell everybody that we hate the Chinese people. That is not true. What we hate are the communists who are trying to destroy China. And our president is a strong one, and he is doing the right thing. But we need to support him because he is the only president so far that really believes that the American people are not stupid. What does the left think of us? What are these people who are in opposition to America? What do they think of Americans? Do you remember Jonathan Gruber? Well, he was the designer of Obamacare. Do you remember his famous quote? Jonathan told the world that Americans are stupid and therefore must be lied to for their own good in order to pass new laws to control them. Do you think his remarks were limited to Obamacare? After the impeachment trial, you should be able to see his view is held commonly by most of the deep state who also think they are the elite and also think that we are stupid. They believe we are not capable of making our own decisions. We are not capable of controlling our life. We are not capable of determining our own destiny. We need the government. We are not capable of making the correct decisions when we vote. Did you hear what Biden said? If you don't vote for a Democrat, if you don't vote for me, the riots will continue. How stupid does he think we are? I disagree with Jonathan. I disagree with the terminology. It is all wrong. Americans are not stupid. They are ignorant. They are ignorant on purpose because they are ignorant of what is really going on behind the scenes. The mainstream media is now in control of what we see in the news. Look at what Mark Zuckerberg is doing with Facebook. I was just put in Facebook jail because I started telling everyone to go and read the 45 goals of communism. I'm out of Facebook jail, but I'm still in Twitter jail. What right do they have to control my speech if they are supposed to be a platform? 
and if they control my speech, I should have the right to sue them. And that's one thing that you can do. You can contact your congressman and tell them that these giant technology corporations who are trying to censor the American people should be able to be sued. What hit me the most when Jonathan was talking was that he said Americans have limited economic knowledge and therefore it is easy to fool them. And not one journalist in that room asked why. I know why. And that's because the root cause of America's problems are the schools. I keep on saying that. The schools are the lowest common denominator. Every American touches a school in some way, shape, or form. So they get at the advantage of government indoctrination. If schools actually taught and concentrated on what they were supposed to be concentrating on, like reading, writing, and math instead of mountains of social programs, Americans would not be ignorant of economics or anything else. But instead of teaching basic fundamentals, schools now contain so many social programs, I am amazed a child can learn anything at all. The school focuses on the right brain, and that is emotional. They are eliciting emotional responses, and they have instilled trigger words into the child's vocabulary so that when the child hears that word any time in the future, it will elicit a certain response. When you focus on one side of the brain only, what happens to the other side? You eliminate logic, reason, critical thinking, common sense, and responsibility. And that is the purpose. So the child who now believes that they are infallible, that their word is God, that anything that they do at that moment is perfectly fine, they are the ones that will rise to the top and do atrocious things to get attention because it is inherent in human nature that everyone wants to have some kind of notice, and it doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive in this type of atmosphere. As a result of not being fulfilled, what happens from that is that the child will suffer from frustration and confusion, which often leads to temper tantrums and then are expressed in things like suicide, drugs, alcohol, sex, identity politics, activism, rioting, race baiting. A total cultural breakdown becomes the results. And lying to make a point becomes the way of life. It becomes the national norm, the societal norm. Lying to get the outcome is the only thing that they can do on their never-ending quest for utopia because their programs don't work. They never work. They cannot work. Otherwise, why would we need government? So as their programs fail on a constant basis, they come back and they tell us, we just need more time, we need more money, we just need a little bit more to be reelected again and again and again and again until we are at the position that we are right now. 
You should not be surprised that we have violence because the regime needs confusion and violence. Confusion leads to more control. As people say, more police, more police. I found that very funny the other day. It wasn't funny, actually, it was sad that the mayor of Portland was now screaming that where are the police because crime is rising. What happens when you tie the hands of the police who are our peacekeepers? What happens to society when you take away their security? This is what happens. And rioting just becomes normalized as the leaders say nothing and allow it to happen. Instead, they tell us that if we only did things differently, if we spent more time explaining, if we spent more money, it's your tax dollars, it's our tax dollars that they're spending. And this little trip of rioting is going to cost $2 billion. Oh, but the insurance will take care of it. Well, what happens when the insurance company goes low on money? What do they do? They raise the premiums. And who is responsible for raised premiums? That's you and me. They never believe that it's any of their policies that, that are at fault. They have to point their fingers at someone, so they turn to the American people. They call us names. They call us stupid. They tell us that we are race baiters, that they hate us, that we're white supremacists. There aren't enough words in the dictionary to determine what we are, but basically whatever is going on right now is a result of our fault. They never will look at their own policies and they will never point their fingers at each other. Their quest for utopia is never ending. Progressives understand that Americans, if Americans knew history and understood history repeats itself, Americans would be able to formulate a defense and stop the destruction. And that's why Common Core is void of American history. And thank you, President Trump, for making American history part of the American curricula. The deep state is afraid. They must discredit President Trump. President Trump puts America, not the UN, first. He understands the American people, and he has been repealing their strangling regulations. And by doing so, his work is working. His programs are working, and the deep state cannot tolerate Trump's success. We must vote, and we must vote at the voting booth. And stay tuned, and we'll find out how we got here. Did you know the average person spends 26 years of their life sleeping? The real troubling statistic is that we spend seven years of our life trying to get to sleep, struggling with racing minds, tossing and turning. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Sleep is proven to extend our lifespan, protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia, make us more attractive and thinner, feel calmer and happier, and boost energy levels, memory, and performance. Until now, 
Most sleep supplements haven't worked, but a new easy-to-swallow sleep gel invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's Healthy, C-E-L-L dot sleep. Hello, this is Lieutenant Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I am a 34-year police veteran. I am also the founder and CEO of an organization that stands behind injured and disabled law enforcement officers. It is called The Wounded Blue. Our website is thewoundedblue.org. We have produced a film. It is an important film. I urge you to watch it. The film details what happens when a police officer or law enforcement officer is shot or stabbed or beaten or disabled, seriously injured in the line of duty. Most people think they are taken care of medically and financially. The reality may be quite different. It is called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. The film is available on Amazon, iTunes, and the Microsoft Store. segment we were discussing the differences between Marxism and individualism but where are all of these policies that these people are following where are they coming from well over the last several years I have been doing a deep dive into what's called agenda 21 I've been called every name in the book being a big conspiracy theorist until people began to realize how true it was. And then it morphed into a new product called Agenda 2030. The problem that I find after reading these documents is that they use so many flowery words that you think, oh my goodness, this is wonderful. So I have brought John Michael Chambers today to give us a deep dive into what these policies are and what they really mean. And John Michael Chambers can be found at the johnmichaelchambersreport.com. John, what on earth is sustainability? Because that's the one that comes up all the time. And I don't see its definition any place. Do you have an idea of what it means? I think what the UN has rewritten the dictionary in terms of the definition of sustainability. Agenda 2030 was drafted and well released, I should say, in September of 2015. And it's no surprise to me that President Trump uh, pulled this out of the TPP because all of this stuff, sustainability, all these things, in my opinion, come down to uh, agendas that particularly Obama were pushing forward to basically take the wealth that we've created and distribute it around the world, uh, ties into predecessor Al and global warming. It's just one big uh, group. But at the end of the day, the concerns that we have, although I'm optimistic we win, they lose, Agenda 2030 is being accelerated. They're accelerating that agenda now. 2030 meaning the year 2030 is when they intended to achieve the 17 points they speak about in the, their document. But the reason I, I consider them accelerating it uh, is because they were supposed to have Trump removed from office already, and all of those coup d'etats failed, including the present ones, disruptive as they may be, are failing as well. So they're accelerating their agenda 2030, try and get as much of it done 
right now because this is their last year. Well, let's, let's talk about some of these goals and what they are because we all know that the, the left, the globalists, are incredible wordsmiths. They are into marketing heavy duty, and what they say is never what they really mean. And that's part of the problem, because when you read their goals, you go, oh my goodness, isn't that nice? But that's not what it means at all. So John, would you mind going through some of the goals of 2030 with us so that uh, we can see where we're headed? You bet. Um, you know, you're right about how they, they, they take their points and make them sound like uh, rainbows and sunshine and lollipops, but it's their, their feel-good language. So, so there are 17 points to Agenda 2030, and their stated goal, number one, is to end poverty in all its forms everywhere. Well, like you said, that sounds like a great thing. Who wouldn't want to do that? But we're going to contrast it with what I call the hidden reality. The hidden reality put everyone on government welfare, food stamps, housing subsidies, and handouts that make them obedient slaves to the global government. That's the translation of their stated goal. One, one point also, remember everybody, these goals are coming out of the United Nations. How much money do you think the United States has given to the United Nations over the last 60 years? Why do we still have poverty if we have been ending poverty? Because it's never what it seems. John, you're so right. They are trying to end things that can never be ended because it's human nature. There will always be people who will be better and, and stronger, and there will always be people who will be not as, not as strong. They will be weaker. And the uh, human nature is that unless we have morality, people who are stronger will take advantage of the people who are weaker. And that leads us to the other goals that they have. You're right. Uh, you know, just want to comment on what you said, uh, you know, about 60 years and, and they haven't attained any of these uh, things they've been working on for 60 years, of which we funded the scores of billions. I don't even know the number. But um, but this is where President Trump comes in, beginning to defund the UN, speaking out against their goals, uh, speaking of sovereignty, which is the opposite. And um, if, as Trump would say, if this were a private corporation, uh, you, they would have fired the CEOs a long time ago for not achieving <laughs> their profit. But let's move on to stated goal number two, end hunger. Now, again, folks that are listening, this is this comes pretty much uh, the stated goal straight from the UN Agenda 2030 report, which you can find online. So stated goal number two, according to the UN, is to end hunger, achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture. Again, feel good words. What's the hidden reality? What, what's really happening? Invading the entire planet with Bear Monsanto's GMOs, patented seeds, while increasing the use of deadly herbicides under the false claim that it's increased output. In other words, it will produce more food because of this, which is nonsense because it's not real food. Engineer genetically modified plants to boost specific vitamin chemicals while having no idea of the long-term consequences of genetic pollution or cross-species genetic experiments carried out openly in a fragile ecosystem. So that's the translation, the hidden reality of them ending hunger and having great food available. And I think that we should remember what John just said. They never look at any long-term consequences for what they are stating. That's not anything. What they are doing right now is offering something. Oh, flowery words will end hunger. Ha, ha, ha. There will always, unfortunately, be hunger, like I said before, because the advantage of the strong will always take over the weak in some form or another. So this is something that we're always going to have. This is not 
what we have signed up for. When I was doing my public speeches, uh, talking about the UN and President Trump, I'd put a little joke in there and say, you know, let's defund the UN, pull out of the UN, and then let's evict them from New York City and turn the building into the Trump Tower. State of Goal number three says, this is, this is their actual words, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all at all ages. Again, who doesn't want that? But what's the hidden reality? They mandate 100 plus vaccines, we see this on steroids, for all children and adults practically at gunpoint, threatening parents with arrest and imprisonment if they refuse to cooperate. We see, we see the drums banging loudly on this today. Push heavy medication use on children and teens while rolling out screening programs. We see this with COVID call mass medication prevention nonsense programs and claim they improve the health of citizens well we see this front and center right now with the pandemic of COVID-19. But John, how can they make me take a vaccine if I don't want to take one? What are they going to do? Here's what they're going to do. Now, the good news here is, in my opinion, and I'm on the record for it right here and now, President Donald J. Trump will never mandate vaccinations, okay? Let's tuck that thought away. Now, but can states do certain things? Yep. Can they make laws state by state so prohibitive uh, if you don't have the vaccine that you can't travel, you can't go into public facilities, you make your life miserable that you just say, sure, I'll take the vaccination, contact tracing, all of these different things. That's what they're trying to do. And that's why I call this the acceleration of Agenda 2030. They're stuffing everything they can down our throats in these last 49 days because they know they can't beat President Trump. And if he remains in office, you'll expose them and take them down. And that's all essentially what we're dealing with. John, I always state that everything is connected. Do you think that the taking of vaccines might be connected to what they're trying to do of eliminating currency and having digital global currency? Absolutely everything is very well connected and that's a great you know on the surface somebody perhaps new being awake listening to this might say what's she talking about but it's absolutely connected because what they want the true goal of UN Agenda 21 and 2030 is tyranny complete tyrannical police state and complete and utter troll so how does that tie into the to the money is because in these vaccinations will be uh, the ability for them to inject us with a, a controlling chip and device and this ties into everything your medical records your financial records every single aspect about you individually or collectively can be shut off by the deep state with with technology i know this sounds crazy but people need to get up to speed on what's happening with ai now this statement all seems so crazy but it is connected connected not only to control our health but to control every aspect of our life which ties into the currency, and of course, as you're alluding to, the currency right now, the Global Economic Forum, a group of mostly unelected leaders around the world, including Soros and Klaus, uh, forget his last name, uh, they want to right now move to a crypto or digital currency in preparation for that control mechanism you were alluding to, while President Trump is trying to restore sound money and back it by gold. So you've got these two two uh, merging battles. But you're right, everything is interconnected. Well, I, I thought that this was kind of an idea of what was going on in China with the social credits. And I know that you recently came back from China. You lived there for many years. But I thought maybe the idea of social credits, um, where they would be able to prohibit your tra- your transportation, your mobility, your doing anything, uh, if you don't perform the way they want you to do. Do you think that idea from China is going to be coming, is part of this coming to America real soon? Yeah, I think it's it's here. Uh, I, maybe indirectly might not be the best word, but 
a little less uh, overt, a little less transparent, and perhaps a little less legal, or at least work in the gray areas. But, but China has it full-blown, and that is exactly what they're trying to implement here. You know, all of our search records, every single thing we do, everything we purchase, everywhere we go, every search engine, every keystroke is, is tabulated. Uh, in a database for every individual and then put us into different categories for different reasons. So we're, we're heading in that direction. Uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm a major Trump supporter, as anyone who knows my name knows I am. And I believe that, um, that uh, we're going to see a major turn of events with regards to these things come the second term. But right now, these are real threats. Well, goal number four, to me, addresses what goal number 17 or chapter 17 of Agenda 21 is, and that's the lowest common denominator in America, because somehow, some way, in every shape or form, every American hits K through 12 education, and that is what the stated goal number four is. So they want to give education to everyone, John. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Well, it sure it sure sounds like it on the surface, and anybody who's not awake, fortunately, more people are waking up, they buy this pump. But you're right, the hidden reality behind education is to push the false history we know about Common Core and a dumbed-down education system, uh, lowering standards that produce basically, as George Collin used to say, obedient workers rather than independent thinkers. Never let They never want people to learn real history for obvious reasons because uh, then we'll recognize it and we don't want to repeat it. So that, that's the real story behind it. And again, it all comes down to uh, obedient workers, controlled, uh, slave society. And mo in most cases, people would be completely oblivious to the fact that that's happened. Well, that unfortunately is part of this as um, America has become the silent majority adhering to all of the political correctness, which is nothing more than a censorship telling everyone, get in line or we'll cancel you. And that then leads right into the next goal, which is gender equality and the empowerment of women and girls. John, I want to be empowered. Why <laughs> Why shouldn't I be empowered? Of course. And my four sisters and my mom, when she was with us, I would want them all to be empowered. I want all human beings empowered. But the problem is that there was once two genders, and now there seems to be, I don't know, I've lost counts in the dozens. The hidden reality here is, of course, the criminalized Christianity, the marginalized heterosexuality, the demonized males. And as a man, I can tell you, this really began in the early 70s. And now it's, of course, on steroids. Demonized males make us look like a bunch of idiots and promote the LGBTQ agenda everywhere. And the real goal is not equality. Again, it's, it's the marginalization and shaming of anyone who expresses any male characteristics whatsoever. That's really a part of it. I'll elaborate a little bit. The ultimate goal is to feminize society. Now, there's nothing wrong with feminization. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But not, that's not... We were born two genders for a reason. So their ultimate goal is to feminize society, creating widespread acceptance, gentle obedience, along with self-awakening ideas of communal property and sharing everything back to collectivism versus individualism. And finally, typically and biologically, think it's through, it's not rocket science, male energy, generally speaking, has the strength to rise up against oppression and fight for human rights. The suppression of male energy, this is important, is key to keeping the population in a state 
of eternal acquiescence. They're very clever, these very clever. They sure are, and this was all part of the feminist movement. Um, the first time that I went to the first meeting regarding the feminist movement, I came away with saying, I don't like that. I like it when a man pulls out my chair. I like being treated with respect, and I in turn can do the same thing and re and respect my male counterpart. But we don't have this going on in society today because, as John just said, they're afraid of the man. They're afraid that the man will pick up the tools, whatever tools he can, to fight back when someone is taking away their freedom. And they can't have that. So by suppression of our speech using political correctness, this is the spot that we wind up in. And folks, there are only two genders. Biologically, it doesn't matter what your head wants to be. Your body can only be one of two genders, no matter what you do to it. So here we have another example of them throwing out policy that is absolutely meaningless, but just designed to control. And that, of course, goes into what this whole thing is all about. It is all about control. The management of goods and services and the prohibiting of any service or good that they feel that you have too much of. You're taking too much from the earth, you're, that you have to make sure that your water management is sustainable. Absolutely. And again, the word that should, should be weaving in, in and out of our consciousness throughout this discussion is control. They want power and control every aspect of our lives, as you just stated, including, and they call it a stated goal number six, ensure the availability and sustainable management of water and sanitation. But what all that really means is give power to, to the select corporations to seize control of the world's water supplies, which came from God, a, ch a charge, charge monopoly prices to build a new water delivery infrastructure that ensures availability. But I want to go back real quick. You, you raised some good points on, on the gender issue. Last time I checked, there were a lot of big, strong men running up the stairs of the Twin Towers with a lot of heavy stuff on their back trying to rescue the women and men of the world. Big, strong men were doing, and let's never forget that. And also, uh, they, they, did, they did the gender split back in the 70s, as you spoke about uh, feminist movement. I remember that well. I was in high school. I did a special report on it. And it was also to divide and conquer us. You split up the men and women. Boy, you, you, you have a field day with that. Plus, they forced women out into the workplace. They, they doubled the tax base, but yet the families got two spouses out there working, the kids left home being raised by Sesame Street, and uh, and the family still had no more money. But anyway, yeah, you're right about water management and natural resources. They want to control it all. That's simple. Well, this is all about money, power, and control. They want it. In America, we have it in the middle class. President Trump is bringing it back. And thank goodness for President Trump. I really appreciate the job that he's doing, and I appreciate the job that you're doing, John, as well. As we say, let the silent voices be heard. Shadow Bannon, editing, censorship, blocking, and adherence to political correctness are seen as serious threats to our God-given right to free speech. Suppressing free speech, the very cornerstone of our society, is not in the best interest of our listeners, readers, and those who provide our content. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Over this past weekend, I had an opportunity to read two very disturbing articles. And one of them dealt with what is what the marketing plan of Planned Parenthood has really become as they have focused on abortions. And what they are teaching our kids in school is that the babies are not babies at the inception. They are only human after they are born. So therefore, killing babies at any age has no meaning at all as our kids are being taught that life has no meaning. Well, one of the the report that really got me was there was a nurse practitioner who admitted that rather than listen to the babies cry when she cuts their vocal cords so that no one will hear them screaming. This is a horrible thing to be passing on to our children. And I asked Pastor Rick to come and join me because I want to know as a pastor, what effect do you think this is going to have on our children? Well, that's that's an absolutely hideous practice. There's no question about it. And, and I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking unbelievable stuff. How, how could we have ever gotten to this point? But we have and we need to face it and we need to, to reaffirm uh, what is right and what is wrong. Uh, I'm regularly amazed that we have slipped so far that we don't seem to have a conception of right and wrong. And one of the things I, I say to people is some moral authority informs your understanding of right and wrong. And for some people, it's themselves. They want to decide for themselves. For many of us, it's the Bible that helps us know what's right and wrong. And the Bible teaches us from its early pages that God creates people in his image and they matter to him, they're valuable to him, and we need to value them as well. And when we hear stories like this, I can't imagine what children who who really don't have any perspective, I mean, much less the effect on us, we have perspective, but children who have so little perspective from life because they're just learning must wonder what's the value that we place on children. And we we really need to, to push back on that. We really need people to speak up and to value life because it really does matter. People created in the image of God matter to God and they need to matter to us because of I could not agree more and I think that we are seeing evidence of this depravity as people don't value life just by what we're seeing going on with these riots. Gunmen went and shot two police officers as they were sitting in the car just because he could. Another gunman shot a Trump supporter just because he was wearing 
wearing a hat. And I believe that training our kids into believing that human life is unimportant is where this, where we end up. And again, the left has absolutely no responsibility for their consequences. They don't look at consequences. They look at just action today. And another hideous action, Pastor Rick, that I want to share with you is what happened in California this past weekend, a Friday actually, when Governor Newsom signed a bill into law passed by the Democrat-controlled state Senate and Democrat-controlled state assembly that reduces penalties for certain adults engaged in sex acts with children as young as 14 years old. And the law makes it more likely that parents will have no idea that their child is even having a sex act. The caveat, he said, is that if the child gives consent, can you please tell me what child that's 14 years old is not going to be influenced by an adult into guiding, into giving consent? Just some children, just for the mere form of saying, I love you or being loved. Maybe they're not getting love at home. Maybe they're not getting the right guidance at home. And then they meet an adult who who pushes them into sex. And now this sex act is not even going to be a criminal offense. What do you think about that, Pastor Rick? Well, here we go again with the whole discussion of we need to decide again what is right and what is wrong. It's really interesting to me. And again, I get a lot of my understanding from this from the Bible, and I make no apology for that. God tells us in the Bible that children are a gift from him. And you know, when we're given a gift like that, we ought to value it, and we need to value those kids. And we used to understand, and I thought we still did in American law, that we protected children because they were not able to give informed consent until a certain age. And that has been, a, I thought, a legal principle for a long time. Apparently in California, they've forgotten about that or chosen to overlook it. But I can't imagine how our children, our teenagers, 14 years old, can have the perspective and the judgment to make that kind of decision in a way that is responsible and helpful. It just sets them up for more abuse. Imagine what could happen with sex trafficking, for example, which mm-hmm. is a huge problem in our country. If this kind of stuff is allowed to go forward, what, what more excuses will they come up with for how to exploit our children and how to make money off them and really how to ruin their lives in ever more depraved ways. Unbelievable stuff. We're taking away their childhood and we're starting them as young as kindergarten. And then with the help of the media, they're producing movies like that Cuties movie, which shows 11-year-olds doing everything but but actually performing sex, having a sex act that everyone can go and watch. It is so sad to do this to children and to remove their childhood, which is such an important, impressionable part of their lives. Wouldn't you agree, Pastor Rick? Oh, absolutely. And and you're exactly right. Not only are we taking away their childhood, their innocence, their opportunity to discover the world through childlike wonder, but the impact this has on people lingers into adulthood. And all you have to do is hear the testimonies of survivors of human trafficking and other abuses to find out just how difficult it is for them. Even when they get help and get out 
away from the abuse. The effects of that linger on in their minds and their hearts for a very long time. And we need to stop the nonsense, take responsibility, and expect our government officials to protect our children, just as we would do anything we could. We would move heaven and earth to protect our kids, and we need to expect them to do the same, rather than allowing for all kinds of abuses uh, under whatever pretense they want to make. We simply have to recognize there are things that are right, and there are things that are wrong, and it's wrong not to protect our children. We need to protect them. And protecting them doesn't mean that they have to grow up sexually before they are mentally capable of having a relationship. Because when when you focus only on sex, what happens is the relationship part that promotes sex, which is a wonderful feeling when two people are in love and intimate with each other. Nothing is greater than that experience. But when you take away the component of the actual relationship and just make it an act for pure sex, where do these kids go in their lives when thinking they would have a relationship? Have Has that ever been an experience of yours? Have people been talking about that when they come and see you and on private conversations? Well, people talk about these kinds of things all the time and they have, and I've had some conversations with people who have had children that were abused and other sorts of things. And it's always sad because our children are the ones we're supposed to protect. And yes, like everything, little by little in life, they learn what life is about. And part of protecting them is to keep from them things that they really don't need to handle. And some things we only expose them to reluctantly because when they grow up, they need to know about it. And this is a case where we just don't seem to be conscious at all of protecting them. It seems like we're trying to protect the adults that are involved here and not the children. And I think that's entirely the wrong approach to all of these kinds of things. Well, it seems as though the Democrats are on the wrong side of history because this is what they are doing. And that is, to me, is exactly correct. They are protecting the pedophiles, which maybe in California be a lot more than we realize um, as, thing, as things are being uncovered through multiple sources. And we're finding out that many of the, quote, Hollywood heroes were not as they should have been touted and were certainly not heroes at all. But I find it so interesting, well, not interesting, I actually find it very sad that we're promoting sex with children, but yet when it comes to self-reliability, self-esteem, self-responsibility, we don't talk about that at all. So these kids have no responsibility, they go out in the world, and they think nothing of life. Do you think that would be correct? Uh, Exactly. Instead of building strength in our kids, we're building brokenness. And and that's a terrible choice of words to say we're building brokenness. But we're creating brokenness, and it'll be up to the rest of us then to help mend that. And I am convinced there's great hope for mending, but how much better it would be for us to avoid those problems altogether and and help our children understand as they're able, build strength of character into their lives, self-assurance, all of the things you mentioned, so that they can be whole people, and, and not just to be productive, but to be a part of normal conversation, to be um, a benefit to their neighbors, to their families, to have a richness about life rather than to go through it with a brokenness wondering what's wrong with me, why did this happen to me, uh, how can I ever be like I need to be again? We just can't can't continue with that. It's a trap that leads too many people to ruin. It is a trap and it leads to the problems that we're seeing today, not just the rioting, but it leads to suicide, it leads to 
to drug abuse because the kids are always going to be seeking approval. They're looking for some place. They're looking for where their stat, where they stand in this vast of the world. Where are they as a human being supposed to fit? And when you take away the things that are normal, and you who even knows what's normal anymore? But when you take away the things that would normally give a person the ability to make the right choices in life, and you take that away from them, then they become ignorant of the right choices and wind up they will follow you anywhere, which is what we have going on right now. Please, I would say to you all, and I'm sure Pastor Rick will say the same the same exact thing. Monitor what your kids are reading in school. Monitor what they watch on TV. Monitor what they see on their cell phones. What do you think about that, Pastor Rick? Oh, I think that's exactly right. Uh, the responsible parents I've known over time, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with this. Uh, my wife and I were careful about what our kids saw, what they read, and I think it's even more important these days. And it's not just the online dangers, but it's things that are in the schools and their media centers that we have to be concerned about. And I would say to parents, not only monitor what they're looking at, what they're seeing, what they're watching, what they're reading, but if you find that it came from school, get to the principal and complain. Almost always, they won't want to hear it. Uh, they just don't seem to be responsive. And I don't know if I can explain why that is, but we hear this all the time. But they need to know you're upset. And until they know it didn't happen, I would go so far as to say, let your state representative or your state senator know. Let them know you're upset because if they don't know you're upset, they don't believe it's real. And we need to be voices that speak up for what's right because our kids need that help. And without us, who do they have? Oh, you are so right. And wonderful job. Thank you. Well said, Pastor Rick. Remember when I started the show, I said, just give me your children. That's really what this is all about. We have to be much more vigilant with our children or the entire population will be educated in some form of subservience. They will become second-class citizens. Take a look at India, Indians, the Indian history. Take a look at that. You will find a caste system. Our founders knew that. They didn't want to be involved in that. They wanted every individual to be free, and they truly believed that every individual could govern themselves. Now, the left got a hold of could govern themselves and are screaming the same thing, only they want to govern themselves without law and order. And our founders said, you can govern yourself, but we have to have a, a rule book which we call the Constitution, it should be mandatory. And our kids have no idea what this is all about. Our founders believed that if they had a set of laws that were applicable to everybody, now everybody means everybody. They really didn't say 
black Americans. They would have called them Negroes at that time. Negro, by the way, is a race. That's the race. That's the name of it. It's called Negroid, and there are three races, Negroid, Mongoloid, and Caucasoid. The Caucasians are the whites, the Mongoloids are the Asians, and the Negroids are the Africans. The problem is that education is not education, and education is key. So let's get to the point. The problem is the content of the curricula, and no amount of money, no choice, no voucher will do anything as long as the curriculum remains the same. The curricula are written by people who hate America. Pearson, which I'll talk about next week, is a socialist country. How can we let them describe American freedom? They have no idea what it is because they don't feel it. They feel power and they want to instill that power over you over me, over us, and especially over our children. The result is they lie in order for you not to see what is the truth, because there is only one truth. And once you know that truth, you can't unlearn it. So I will leave you with this thought. Is America worth saving? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to comply? Because remember, complying is accepting. And by us doing nothing, we are accepting and allowing them to walk all over us and all over our president and our country. And it's time for us to do something about it. Get involved. Find out what's going on in your kid's school. That's the most important thing right now. And right now, they're playing into our hands. We have to play their game. They don't want to open the schools. Good, homeschool your kids. Form a church school. There's nothing wrong with that. But no matter what you do, remember, these are our children. This is America's future, and it's in our hands. This is Karen Schoen with the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. But I always stand proud and free. I'm America, don't tread on me. I'm America, yes, America.